digest a wider range of foods. The earliest evidence of using fire to cook dates back 150,000 years, which coincides with the start of the human population boom. Why did early humans move to environments that were very different from their homes and for which they were physically ill-suited? The causes may have been food shortages, ecological disasters, or warfare, which leads to another fascinating historical question. How and when did war start? One theory asserts that war is natural to humankind. Some anthropologists argue that evolution implanted aggressive and violent instincts in humans, as it did in other animals. Others believe that human nature is essentially peaceful until cultural factors, such as competition, lead to violence. As settled human communities multiplied 10,000 years ago, so did warfare, which we can define as organized violence between groups of humans. Many of the remains of human dead from this period show evidence of wounds from man-made weapons. Sexual specialization is also evident. The skeletons of women have only a third as many wounds as the men. In societies where violence and warfare are common, men have enhanced roles. So male domination became more characteristic as societies became more complex and more warlike. Let's discuss another important historical process that occurred as humans migrated. While today people are concerned about global warming, early humans were faced with the opposite problem, global cooling. The popular name for this process is the Ice Age, which was really a series of ice ages that continued for more than 100,000 years until around 20,000 BCE. Curiously, the onset of the Ice Age coincided with the start of the Great Human Migration. Rather than run away from the cold, it is as if humans actively sought it. With glaciers covering much of Eurasia and North America, sub-zero temperatures, and an extremely short growing season, the Ice Age sounds forbidding. Yet it was not a hostile world. Hunters found that the edge of the ice was a good place to be. Large numbers of mammals adapted to the cold weather by storing lots of body fat, and that was the hunter's target. While dietary fat has a bad reputation today, for most of history, people have eagerly sought it as the most energy-abundant food. The remains of Ice Age peoples reveal that they were better nourished than later populations. And a hunting way of life left plenty of time for other activities, including creating art. Ice Age cave paintings in Europe, Africa, and Australia provide a glimpse into how ancient humans survived and thrived. Buried deep in caves, these paintings are composed of three colors, red, brown, and yellow, made from the mineral ochre. The paintings depict animals and their tracks, as well as people and more abstract images, some of which may have denoted numbers, although there is no evidence that Ice Age peoples had a written language. That such geographically separate areas of the world had a similar culture shows us that a kind of globalization occurred as Ice Age humans adopted similar lifestyles, technologies, and diets. Social hierarchy also developed quickly. We can recognize elite persons by their elaborate graves, the personal adornments, and weapons that were buried with them. 
Among the most important people were shamans, who controlled magical symbols and substances and communicated in trances with the spirits of the dead. Let's move on to the Western Hemisphere, the last part of the planet that Homo sapiens settled. Around 20,000 years ago, hunters apparently crossed a land bridge that used to link Alaska and Asia and entered a hunter's paradise where no human had ever been before. Animals were so numerous and unwary in the Americas that humans ate well and probably hunted much of the great game to extinction. Following the corridors between glaciers, these humans moved south along the Pacific coast as well as eastward across North America. Some of the earliest sites in Pennsylvania and Chile show material evidence of advanced toolmaking, extensive butchering of animals, and regional trade. Let's wrap up by reviewing two important points from the chapter.